0: Hey, hey, everybody, before we start today's show, I want to take a real quick minute to tell you all about Awesome Libertarian Podcast. I know you guys think that Lines of Liberty is the only libertarian podcast out there, and we are great. I mean, it's awesome (laughs) what we do here at Lines of Liberty, but there's other good ones too. In fact, there's a great one called Good Morning Liberty. It's hosted by our friends, Nate and Charlie. They've taken on the onus of trying to change people's minds of how people view libertarians. And they're doing this by leading with a message of compassion first. They're looking at the way in which policies impact people and using the principles of liberty to provide compassionate solutions. I know it's amazing, right? So much more effective than just typing loudly and screaming to yourself and commenting on Facebook statuses. But they're actually giving you tangible ways to talk to other human beings about how liberty is compassion. Amazing, right? So Nate and Charlie are two great guys, like I said. I think I said that at the beginning. They have a, uh, a background in healthcare. They actually own a healthcare IT company. So at times like this, and times of crisis uh, that we have in this country right now, a great podcast to tap into to get their perspective. You can check it out five days per week. So if you need that uh, daily hit of liberty, please check out Nate and Charlie over at Good Morning Liberty. Of course, you can find it on all the regular podcatching apps. Good Morning Liberty. Check it out.
1: We are born free. And we will die free.
0: The time in between, though,
1: that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Freedom right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Thank you for listening, really appreciate it. Got a great show lined up for you today, actually of two interviews going to be talking to um, two different people. We're going to be talking first with Dan Smolt, uh, a guy who has been banned from Facebook. And uh, he'll talk about everything that happened there with his personal accounts and his businesses. We'll get into that later. Then in the second part of the show, I'll be talking with Holly Kuhlman, who is sharing a story about a friend of hers and a previous guest on this show, Lynn Espeo, who was out of prison on compassionate release, and they came and brought her back in due to an infraction, an infraction related to a radio show she was hosting, interacting with felons in prison. So crazy stuff. Um, very important to talk about. I also do want to mention before we get into those interviews today, Donald Trump's pardons. Uh, he This was yesterday on his last day in office in the Early morning hours of Wednesday, he released his pardons. Just a couple I want to talk about right now. I do want to have a bunch of these people on the show, hopefully, but two that I want to bring attention to, um, Amy Pova received a full pardon. Amy Pova is the founder of the Can Do Foundation. She was on this show back on episode 65. Fantastic person. Um, What she went through for being imprisoned on a conspiracy charge for doing nothing wrong. And she was able to, through her own activism, while well in prison, get her own clemency. And then after she got out, she immediately turned around and started working for other individuals, other women especially, who were, were locked up on similar charges, conspiracy charges, for being dragged into these cases and uh, working for their clemency. And she has helped thousands of people. Um, no one, in my opinion, I don't think was more deserving of a full pardon and had earned it more than Amy Pova. so fantastic there. And another one I want to point out: John Knox, uh, an individual, he was in prison for life for pot for a uh, for a marijuana offense. Uh, his uh, sister Beth Curtis had been on this program before to advocate for John Nock's clemency, and he got it. So he will be coming home. Fantastic news. Like I said, there's many more, many more to talk about, and uh, hopefully we'll have many of them on the show eventually, but I just want to highlight a few. And without uh, any more, let's get into today's show. All right, here we are with uh, Daniel Smolt, a.k.a. Smots, a.k.a. Dan Smots Lives, for those of you uh, looking for him on the Facebook. He's yeah, not on you, Facebook. Yeah. I'm just kidding. He's not there.
1: I'm not. Don't tell anyone.
0: <laughs> Dan, great to great to have you on Finding Freedom. I Almost said felony Friday again.
1: Yeah, I know. I uh, was talking to somebody a little bit ago, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going on John Oderman's show." F- What's that show called again? <laughs> but yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah, man. And uh, for those of you who couldn't tell, the uh, the logo and the music was both done by Dan. So, yes, sir. Check him out. I like how okay. my name is.
1: I like how my name is Dan. Daniel, the system is down and shit on here. That's, that's classy. Do, do all your guests get this treatment?
0: <laughs> you didn't do that yourself? No, I did not. I, I did I, not do that. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I did in the
1: initial, like accepting the invite or something like that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I did not I don't know how StreamYard
1: that, works. So.
0: <laughs> Unless StreamYard's like oh, fucking Dan Smots is here. We got <laughs> to spice this, this thing up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, I mean, a lot of my listeners, maybe not a lot, we'll say some, maybe 10% don't know who you are. So okay. if you could, I'll let you introduce yourself. You could talk a little bit, a little about your your background, uh, your podcast, uh, why you're here today.
1: Hi, my name is Dan Smots, and I'm a uh, controversy-aholic, I suppose. I'm dangerous. I should not be trusted by anyone, especially on this platform that you're now watching this. But I host The System is Down where we we literally just have the, the whole idea is to talk about uncom- uncomfortable topics, uncomfortable conversations, figuring out where we disagree on things and figuring out why certain people believe the things that they do. I, I believe that, uh, you know, the person that you disagree with online, they're not your enemy. They're just a million variables that were born in a different set of variables and grew up around a bunch of variables that brought them to the decisions that they have made in their life and... I think the sooner we are able to speak to each other, have these open dialogues, and uh, understand each other's differences and why we think the way we do, the sooner we'll be able to unite on um, on our similarities. But uh, yeah, but that's 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 dangerous territory these days. Apparently,
0: it is indeed it is. So, when did you first become a domestic terrorist? <laughs>
1: Uh, when did I sign the paperwork or when did Facebook kick me out for? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, so coming, coming back to that. So the, the, like my, my end of the story of you getting censored by Facebook, we were, uh, Facebook messaging back and forth. And I, there was something with the the logo. I think you were adding, you added a T to my name or you left a T off and you right. add it back in. So we were talking about getting that fixed. Then all of a sudden I see in the message all of your messages just disappeared. I'm like, "Well, that's weird." So I searched. Mhm. Not even there anymore. Well, that's something happened. And then uh got an email from you that uh the canceling had occurred. So what what did you hear from Facebook? How did you find out?
1: Well, yeah, when you talk about the things that I do, um which again, it's it's just having the conversation, the conversation that I had was Questioning the thing that the guy was even talking about, I wasn't even agreeing with him, but we can get into all that. But, um, I found out because my wife texted me, I was working, uh, I was like late on a video project that I've been doing for Spike Cohen, and uh, so I was working on that, not paying attention to the internet or Facebook at all. This was on January 6th, we had put out a uh, an episode on January 5th about this topic. And then on January 6th, everything was just gone. She's, she found out because a friend texted her. I found out cause she texted me saying that hers was gone and I checked and I was gone as well. So guilty by association. She was, uh, she got all of her stuff wiped out. All of our personal accounts, my page for the system is down my page for goulash films, goulash media, uh, you are the power smots like my music stuff like i had 20 plus business pages that i conducted much of my business through Mm -hmm. admittedly i put way too many eggs in one basket but um without warning without explanation and without chance to appeal they were just gone
0: it's it's absolutely insane um and you say i put all you know too many eggs in one basket but it's kind of hard not to um because it works putting them in that basket, at least right now. And it's hard to, you know, people say, well, switch to MeWe, switch to Parlor. Well, what happened to Parlor? Maybe they'll be back, maybe not. MeWe is, I mean, it's a thing. It's happening, (laughs) but that's, that's about it right now.
1: It's got its ups and it, I wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for Facebook banning me. And probably a bunch of you wouldn't be there if it wasn't for me saying, Hey, come join me on MeWe. Like it, the problem is that we're all so comfortable that we're willing to give up our information. We're willing to build the empire of Facebook, knowing full well that they don't give a fuck about us or the 10 years work that we put into their platform in building their empire for them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Cause you are, by being on Facebook, you are really contributing to their bottom line because their bottom line is advertising. And how do they advertise? Well, they have the best data in the world because they track every single thing you do not just on Facebook, but everywhere you go, they're tracking you. There's a little uh, pixel that that tracks everything you do. And uh, companies, when they advertise on Facebook, they pay money to get access to that so they can show that ad to you that uh, you were just thinking about and all of a sudden popped up in front of you in in your feed.
1: Yeah, I I was on because I've gotten somebody I know has gotten back on Facebook that was kicked off. Um, and he posted last night, he clicked an ad to close. It was me. Okay. I'll just say, it. I'm only going to speak in code for so long, but, uh, I, I closed an ad cause I didn't want to see it. And it gave you the reasons like, why don't you want to see this? And one of them, which I posted on my Facebook was, uh, it said something like this ad knows too much. <laughs> I was like, so you're not even pretending. You're not even trying to hide it. You know, that we know that you're listening and you know, that we don't care enough to actually do something about it. It's just maddening.
0: This ad is creeping me the F out. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about, I mean, you're pretty sure the reason why you got banned, um, yeah. that, that interview that you did, talking yes. about a certain letter in the alphabet. Talking you- about
1: theory around the 17th letter of the alphabet. Look mm-hmm. into it if if you don't know, but we won't say it here.
0: Yeah, so... Was the interview when you published it? Did you think, ah, oh, this is the one that might get me? Did you feel like no. were, were you worried hitting that button?
1: No, like it's the in my opinion, it's one of the lesser spicy topics, but it just happened to be a current event. Uh, it's what I'm assuming because Facebook won't tell me, but um, it is that theory, and we have talked about that theory repeatedly. We even had a show on our channel dedicated to that theory, which I don't agree with that theory, but I'm fascinated by people who do. And I like to hear people dig into it because I don't think that there's anything harmful in people playing national treasure and, you know, finding different clues and things. It's exciting. It's interesting. Um, That's the only reason why I wanted to do it. And I had the guy who hosted that show, the 17th Letter Chronicles was the name of the the, the coded name of the show. Um, I had him on because he's like a good friend of mine. We disagree on that. Uh, he's libertarian leaning Republican probably, or very strongly Republican leaning libertarian. But we agree on most things and disagree on the Trump is the savior of the world. And for those that don't know this scary, dangerous theory is mostly just, Hey, Trump is there. Uh, he's got this big plan to legitimately drain the swamp and get rid of these bad actors, blah, blah, blah. And he's got this plan and he's see- leaking out all this information to the people, because he's a man of the people. That's basically the theory. That's the dangerous thing. And that's like, that's like mainstream news. You just slap the the name of it on there and it becomes dangerous though. Um, but I had him on because with all this stuff going down, I wanted to talk about it before the 6th, because that's when Trump mm-hmm. called for this rally or whatever he was planning at the Capitol. And um, when the the stuff that happened happened on the 6th, Facebook wiped out anybody who was using that title and there's even uh I found a, some NBC articles and some other things saying that you know uh Facebook wiped out links uh associated with this this topic uh which CNN can talk about and disagree with all day long but I had him on and I disagreed with him on it I got taken down not I didn't mention not only did all of my stuff get taken down my wife's personal account and my wife's business page also got taken down I can only assume because she's an admin on the system is down or she was. And uh, it's, it's, it's bad. It, like it's directly affecting her ability to do her job, even outside of um, what she does on Facebook, because she does PR for a local school and they need her to be able to interact with people online. But um, yeah. Well,
0: that, crazy. I mean, that's so crazy. Cause it's not like they just went after your, your Facebook group right. where, you know, you were posting to people who wanted to hear about this and talking about it. They went after every single Part of you that, that that was on Facebook, not only just you, your mm-hmm. wife too. Yeah. So she's it, guilty by a so
1: she's guilty because she associated with her husband, who happened to associate with a friend who believes in a narrative that is being talked about on mainstream media. Like that's the level of uh, Orwellian uh, dystopian society that Facebook is currently, and Twitter yeah, too. They just banned seventy thousand accounts today for talking about that topic.
0: Really? Yeah. It's absolutely backwards thinking in, in my mind, and it kind of reminds me of like uh, you know when Ron Paul talks about blowback uh, when they go you know maybe you, you might have legitimately bad people doing bad things in uh, in foreign countries, and you go over there and you you try to you know drop a bomb to blow them up, but you might you know also bomb a wedding party and you bomb <laughs> a funeral and you bomb a school, mm-hmm. oops. But we got the terrorists. Well, yep. What happens is you piss everybody off. So what happens here with this same thing that's happening? Um, even the ones who are—I'm not, I'm not even saying that that theory is bad or anything, or, sure. or people who believe in it. Whatever, I'm not not saying. I'm not. I'm not equating those people to, to terrorists. Right. But uh,
1: but if you want to radicalize people, push them to the dark corners of the exactly. internet where they can harbor their thoughts and uh, build a community just around their their crazy ideas.
0: Yeah, if anything, it, I mean. People kind of look for, well, if the if the government is trying to silence this, there really must be something there. There exactly. really must be something here. But The people double down on it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like if, if your parents told you, hey, you're not allowed to watch this movie, as soon as you turned 18 or before that, uh, when they were in bed or whatever, the first thing you would wanted to do was go watch that movie to find out what mm-hmm. the big deal was. So if anything, this is pushing more people into – like this was a theory. I can't believe how many people I've talked to over the last week – and I've told them, hey, it was about this theory. And they're like, what even is that? I've heard, kind of heard the name, but I don't really know anything about it. Like most people don't even know what this is. They associate it with Trump. So it must be, you know, white supremacy or something like that. It, it's really not. I'm sure there are some of those in the group. I don't, I mm-hmm. can't confirm nor deny that. But uh, that's not anything the theory is about. All this is going to do, it's not going to make those people more afraid of the theory. It's going to make them curious as to what the theory is and go look into it.
0: Exactly. Which is not surprising. That's how blowback works. Right. Um, so with being – I'm just curious to kind of get some some perspective. So you've gone I – because mean, a lot of people are going through this. Probably yeah. people listening are going through this. You're having to sort of rebrand yourself almost. Yeah. So like what steps have you taken and what types of things are you doing to maybe try to prevent being exposed to something like this happening – somewhere else.
1: Well, as soon as this happened, I mean, the first day I was kind of like, just if you watch my, I I recorded an episode, just me ranting about this whole thing. And if you go back and watch that, you can tell, I I even say, I don't even know how to feel about this. There's a part of me that's happy because we all need to wake up and realize that, uh, that like figure out our priorities here are our priorities on Facebook. Really just communicate with people. Um, if so, there's other ways to do that, that you don't have to sell your soul in doing. Um, but I I was taken aback. I didn't really know even how to process it. But the next day I was like making a game plan. Like, how do we move forward without the need of censorship overlords (laughs) in our life? Like, how can I sneak back in there just long enough to let people know where they can find out, uh, all all the stuff that I'm working on. We set up a mailing list. We set up a MeWe account. We set up, we we had just set up a discord But we set up stuff on all these other platforms. When I say we, I mean me because I haven't slept in the last week. But um, I your
0: your different personalities talking to each other
1: exactly. Um, But most importantly, uh, like, um, just making sure that we can keep in touch with people so we can let them know what's going on. Um, And I am currently, it's all in the very early stages. But I'm currently working on whatever I can do to set up my own uh, platform. My own. It's not going to be a competitor, obviously, but a social media where people can come uh, who are not not necessarily like-minded, but people who are uh, just like our forum was. People of all different walks of life can come and be civilized and have conversations about things that uh, these giant communication overlords don't want us even speaking about.
0: Yeah, because it's not going to stop, you know, talking about the theory and behind the 17th letter of the alphabet You know, it's not going to stop there. It's going to go to the next thing and the next thing. And I posted on, uh, on Twitter yesterday, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but, uh, you know, how to something like, uh, how to know if you're a white, white supremacist. Um, you distrust the media, you distrust the government, um, you own Bitcoin and you advocate for liberty. (laughs) And it was so crazy how many people were like, oh, you're an idiot. I can't believe you think that like, just. Totally, you know, going over the head, not knowing I'm yep. being sarcastic. How
1: you know you're an idiot if you actually got mad about like if you didn't understand the point that's being made?
0: No, but the, the crazy part is like it's it shouldn't be close enough to that line. It's really not, but it's yeah. there's such crazy times right now that you know there 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 are people on the left tweeting out similar stuff like that, aspects of it, maybe not all of it, but the Bitcoin maybe, maybe people Mm -hmm. who distrust the media, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't allow them in public discourse. So what, I mean, where where do you see the future of this country? Just like as a whole, with how split we are right now, what the hell is going to happen?
1: I wish I knew Uh, that this could just be a phase. Uh, I tend to believe that it's not like, I I mean, of course, this is like a sticky subject for libertarians of private property and rights and whatnot. Um, I see that like the the bake the cake issue is or comparison has been brought up. I've seen a a million times, but I would say that this is more akin to book burning than cake baking, because we're talking about uh, I like we're not just talking about little businesses here. We're talking about the main form of communication in the world right now. Like this is bigger than phones. This is something that we've never even experienced before the old laws and the old rules or whatever can't really apply to this new innovation that has taken over everything. And there's only a handful of people that are in charge of it and they have their, their hands dipping in the cookie jars with government. Um, Like this is takedown of thoughts. This is takedown of certain ideas. You're not allowed to have them or discuss them in public. If you do, you are demonized. And uh, this is only pushing that narrative that, Anybody who voted a certain way is evil. Anybody who uh, thinks a certain way or is even exploring or even disagreeing with a thing, they must be evil. And that, like, if you think that that is uh, an attempt to unify the country and make the country a better place, I've got a road to sell you because, uh, that, like, this is the most divisive propaganda push that we've ever seen. Not to mention... Four years ago, everyone is screaming about Russia buying Facebook ads, which swayed the election. But now Facebook and Twitter can completely ban the president of the United States from their, their page. And we're going to pretend like that has, that's not like, uh, that's not biased or anything. That's not pushing their narrative. That's not a political move. It's like, I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Twitter, uh, I have to find this, uh, this tweet because, um, they totally – I can't even believe the hypocrisy here that somebody at Twitter would put this out after what just happened. Let me find this real quickly here. Oh, I guess I didn't post it there. Oh, there it is. So Twitter Public Policy tweets out – Ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights, and the principles of hashtag open internet. Are you... That was... This was today. They, I mean, this... It and wasn't like a... They
1: took they down 70,000 accounts that talk about this theory, just for talking about it. Meanwhile, there's Antifa pages all over Facebook right now. Like, if you... like. Can you point to a case? There might be some. I don't know, but can you point me to a case where somebody who believes in that theory uh, was responsible for direct violence? Like they were saying, I am a part of this thing, and now I'm going to burn down a building. Uh, sure, they they walked into the Capitol. Some some damage was done, but at least it was it was motivated and directed at the aggressor, which is government. Uh, I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm not supporting it. I'm just saying. I understand that. Just like when they, bur- like BLM, burned down the cop shop, I was like, okay, at least you're you're focusing your anger at the person who harmed you or the group that harmed you. Uh, but we've got groups, you know, all summer long going around burning down shops, burning down AutoZone because somebody got sh- got murdered by the cops. Like two completely unrelated things, uh, and they're still allowed to be on Facebook. Freaking hashtag Hang Mike Pence was trending on Twitter yesterday, but I'm inciting violence. By disagreeing with a man who supports Donald Trump.
0: It's ab- it's absolute insanity. And, well, the, pe- the people, they don't have a problem with the hashtag hang Mike Pence, but they have a problem because Trump didn't call Mike Pence right away. Right. And, I mean, sorry. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> to, I don't know the dynamic there. Maybe Trump has never called Mike Pence. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. does Trump have like his phone number? Do they call each other and talk on this? I doubt it.
1: Maybe <laughs> they're really bad at communication, like the Jorgensen campaign.
0: Probably. <laughs> um, I, I do want to come back to, to one thing you said, you were talking about well, two things, I guess you were talking about starting um, your, your own, you know, platform, you know, place for people to talk for whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. And then coming back, uh, you were talking about sort of comparing, Uh, you know, libertarians will say, well, Twitter's a private business, comparing it to the bake the cake thing. And it's, it's really, it's really not that. And I forget where I saw this, but it was a, it was a tweet string. I I forget who sent it out. I think, I think Bobby Wilson actually posted it um, in the forum, Lions of Liberty forum, or maybe in the pride, I forget which one, but it was a guy going through really step-by-step. Okay. So uh, they, they shut down your platform? Well, it's just a private, just a private uh, business. Um, then you go find the internet service provider, and uh, they shut down the internet service provider. Well, that's just a private business. Right. Um, so you start your own bank. Well, you're not following the uh, FDCI rules, mm-hmm. FDIC rules. So uh, we're shutting you down. Well, okay, th- it's not a private business because this is all coming. All these directions are coming from government, and right. at some point, you- you're just screwed. And at some point, you also have to realize. That these different companies, corporations, mega, you know, mega multinational corporations are so intertwined with government. I mean, uh, Amazon has a $600 million and growing contract with the CIA. Is that all? At least that.
1: Is that <laughs> yeah. all? That's not if, much.
0: If you're going to call, call them a private company, <laughs> then I don't know. That's, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And like, I'm not even necessarily pushing, saying like, I, I don't want to be hypocritical here. I'm a libertarian as well, just as much as the next guy. I'm not saying we need more government intervention in uh, social media. I'm saying uh, uh, multiple things, primarily the, the first thing being not more government intervention, just less government protection for these people. Like the, they can't be sued because they're not a, uh, a publisher. They're a platform, um, but they can, enforce their opinions by not not even just the 17th letter topic but any anything at all like I was posting things uh this this last I don't know winter summer fall but time has no meaning it's it's COVID time but uh I I even posted things that were like doctors talking about giving medical expertise opinions on that disagreed with the who and with disagreed with Fauci Posting that because I think it's important that we hear out all the scientists if we're not like science deniers or whatever. I think that we should listen to scientists, um, not just hand selected ones by government. But uh, I had not even me like I would have people post on my page publicly these these links. And I'm like, I'm not going to take that down. Why? Who am I to say that they're wrong? Mm -hmm. But Facebook apparently can because I got flagged for that type of thing. It's like, who is Facebook to say that this scientist is incorrect? Do do Facebook, does Mark Zuckerberg have a medical degree where he can say this guy is wrong and he's dangerous? Uh, Not to mention the fact that Mark Zuckerberg thinks you're so stupid that you can't hear false information and decide for yourself, just like he does on a daily basis, I would imagine. I don't remember who it was, but some senator in one of these hearings asked him, like it might have been Cruz even, asked him um, if he had a group of people that, filtered the information before it gets to him like to protect his ears to make sure he doesn't get corrupted he's like no it's like well then why do you think that the people on your platform are so stupid that they cannot handle this like he does not care about you they don't care about you you're just a product to them
0: yeah it's it's uh it's blatant censorship and i always go back to you know just to kind of go off the private censorship thing again, people will say, "Well, freedom of speech—that's for government. We're talking about the private sector." Yeah, I- I'll, I'll give you that, but even so, even in the private sector, censorship is never good. Right? Um, you always want to give people, especially on a platform, on a social media platform like Twitter or or Facebook. I mean, you want ideas—even um, the the worst ideas—you want yeah. them to to be out there because you want someone to be able to come over and just punch it down and, uh, really show the contrast of why it's wrong. And if you don't, like we talked about before with the, uh, with the alphabet, um, scheme we were talking about, Mm -hmm. um, if you don't do that, then that's how followings grow. If you push that stuff down into the, uh, the back alleys of society, that's how you end up with like underground KKK networks and horrible things like that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm on Gab and
0: Mines and all all these other places. Speaking Gab, of underground KKK networks, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I barely use Gab, but you know well, that's,
0: that's what Gab. That was like the knock on Gab, wasn't it? I think right. yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making stuff up. But yeah, I mean, I, I went there and signed up, and I was like, oh, cool.
1: People have got uh, people are just like talking freely about some controversial sh- shit and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I got to digging, I'm like, whoa, this is. This got, this got dark real fast <laughs> and I'm not a fan, but uh, people say that it's like this this haven for hatred and racism and stuff like that. It's like, do you know why that is? It's because they weren't allowed to be told that their opinions are stupid mm-hmm. on Facebook and in, in the actual, where, where people are conversing right now. Like you should be allowed to be dumb. You should be allowed to go out, voice your dumb opinion. If you're a racist, that's a very stupid opinion to have. And you should be allowed to go out, tell people, I'm a racist and have them all just shut you down and tell you how dumb that is. That's the only way that you're that these people will think and learn that their, their opinions are dumb.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't uh, drive them to uh, an echo chamber by not letting them out of that echo chamber. That's pretty dumb. But Dan, uh, unfortunately we are out of time here, but I think that's kind of good because we're cutting off a little early here. So that's going to, force people to go to your show and listen yes. to you there. So if you could go ahead and uh, plug all the plugs that you have. Sure.
1: Yeah, I uh, my my show is the system is down. It is at uh, tsidpod.com and I'm working on the new platform. It is going to be a little while, but it's going faster than I expected actually. If you want to get in on that on the ground floor, go to uh, tsidpod.com and join our mailing list. I will send you out information as that uh, progresses. You can also check out um, the graphic design stuff at goulashmedia.net. I do graphic design, audio work, all that stuff. Did John's new jingle? Did John's new logo? All that stuff. Uh, goulashmedia.net for that, or goulashfilms.com is the place for the video work that I did for like Joe Jorgensen, uh, Spike Cohen, and um, uh, weddings, primarily. I do weddings. That's how controversial I am. Most of my stuff is weddings. And that got shut down because of... A conversation I had on a different page. So,
0: Hey, if, uh, if someone was going to go back, they've never listened to your show before. If you, if you could recommend like one episode or two episodes that to start with, is there something that jumps to mind for you?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all amazing. No. Uh, yeah, not, not really like as far as like getting the, the gist of everything we are, Like I talk to everybody uh, from all sorts of backgrounds. We Mm -hmm. talk about primarily conspiracies, politics, and religion. So we're kind of all over the map. All the taboo stuff that your family prays don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. We talk about it all, and we do so civilly. Um, Find something that that excites you. There's a bunch of great topics in there. You can go to the website. Well, I guess you can't really search it there, but you can search it on whatever podcast catcher you have. Find a topic that interests you, and uh, just go from there and dig. Do your research. Find your own independence. Stop relying on people who don't care about you, uh, who are just using you to build their platform and will throw away, throw you away when it's convenient for them.
0: See, that's an honest man right there. He easily could have made something up just to answer my question, but he loves all of his guests equally. So That's
1: right. I've talked to Juanita Broderick. I got you in touch with her. Indeed. I've talked to yes. Tom McDonald. He's coming back on soon. I've talked to the, the guy from Trapped, controversial guy. Uh, so a bunch of fun stuff over there. Check it out. <laughs>
0: All right, Dan. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show and uh, we'll be in touch, man.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. All right. See ya. See ya.
0: Hey, everybody. Taking a quick break here from the show. Wanted to remind you all to check out Uh, My man Tyler Colford, aka Crypto Man, and his new song, Free Ross. If you didn't hear my recent interview with Lynn Ulbricht, that was episode, Felony Friday, episode 230. Interviewed Lynn Ulbricht, played Tyler's song, uh, Free Ross. It's fantastic, phenomenal, not just for uh, the message of freeing Ross Ulbricht, but overall for changing the broken criminal justice system all the proceeds from uh the free ross song hashtag free ross by crypto man you can find it on spotify and amazon amazon music 100 of the proceeds from the song hashtag free ross by crypto man go towards freeing ross ulbricht so please check it out
1: these are perilous times when they ruin your lives over victimless crimes And they sever your ties from your business of bonds and family-wide New
0: slave play, but they barely pay you Don't care about work ethic or major Okay, so here we are for part two of Finding Freedom And I'm joined by a guest who's been on the show a few times Holly Kuhlman, welcome back to Finding Freedom
2: Hi.
0: Hey, John. Nice to see you again. So, welcome back to Finding Freedom. It was yeah, only Friday before, first time with Felony the new Friday format. So, yeah. And uh, so, Holly reached out to me a few days ago. And first of all, if you want to hear Holly's story, which I suggest you do, um, she was on most previously back on episode 218. Prior to that, where she gives her full story, I don't have that episode in front of me, but it was a couple of years ago. Just search on our website. Just search um, Holly H O L L I Coolman C O U L M A N. It should pop right up. You can you can hear her uh, her entire backstory. Her story in itself is is crazy. Um, what she went through, uh, but mm-hmm. today she's here to talk about a friend of hers, uh, Lynn Espayo, who has been on on this show twice as well. She was on recently back in June, um, mm-hmm. talking about her experience. In prison and the mistreatment and abuse. And uh, I'm, I'll kind of I'll just hand it over to you Holly, and you can um, update us on what's what's happened with Lynn.
2: Sure as everybody is if they've listened to Lynn Espejo, and I'm glad you've had her on and talk about her story and her treatment through the system and getting to what she was furloughed to home confinement. Um, she was sent from Bryan, Texas, where she was serving her time through the Oklahoma City Transfer Center, and it was horrific. Um, she was in solitary. They did many, many different things. Finally, she was able to move to get to home confinement in Arkansas. Um, what Lynn's inner inner purpose is, is to show the abuse of the Bureau of Prisons and what happens within uh, the system. And... She is very well astute in program statements. The program statements for the people in the public, it is what the prisons are supposed to be, are supposed to do for an inmate. And in reality, what actually happens, you know, she's been very good to tell her story and, and about the abuse. She is under what the home confinement rules are that she reports into a case manager into a halfway house. So even though the halfway house they have their own case, they're under the Bureau of Prisons. So ultimately, any infractions or anything that happens, the Bureau of Prisons is reviewing. And because she has been so vocal about the treatment of women, not just at Bryan, but in many different uh, institutions, uh, it's, it's caused you know a big focus and a light on that. And wardens don't want to see, have her up there talking about this because technically she's still in custody. Um, when you're at a halfway house, you're still reporting in of the BOP. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that a handbook that you're given typically at a halfway house, it states that you're not to have an association with known felons or anybody currently at a halfway house cannot communicate. Therefore, anybody inside at a prison, Hmm. even though you're still in custody and you're just with these women, you can't talk to them anymore. Um,
0: so what what would that would that mean? You can't write letters. You can't Correct. talk on the phone. Correct,
2: you know. and or email. So it's okay. any communication, and it's loosely used, meaning most case managers don't aren't sticklers about it. They it's this was written in so it would stop gang and drug related activity from people mm-hmm. getting back together and basically soliciting drugs again, selling drugs. That's what it's in there for. Um, it, again, it's not used very much. You just need to know that when you're technically still in custody, until you move from halfway house, home confinement, supervised release, and you're back in the free world and off what we call paper, meaning you've finished everything, mm-hmm. that you can't talk to anybody. You cannot have an association. Um, again, it's it's loosely... Interpreted Because she had had so much visibility and she'd had several inmates from Bryan, Texas call into a radio program that she was a part of um, visibility. And the wardens didn't like what was happening, what was going on at several different women's institutions that she was shedding light on that they decided, Hmm, what can we do? And they looked at that particular term. It's an infraction. It's a number called 309. And she basically broke the halfway house rules for speaking with an ONA or communicating with an ONA. So what happens is the Bureau of Prisons right now have told these halfway houses, instead of you handling these violations, we're going to send the U S marshals out to these individuals who have an infraction. We're going to yank them back in, meaning we're going to bring them back to prison. And then we're going to, have them meet with a disciplined hearing officer because it is your right as an inmate within two weeks to, to speak with a disciplined hearing officer, we call it DHO, and to argue your case. Um, the U.S. Marshals um, did come pick her up at the halfway house and she is currently in county jail because what, she, what they're trying to do is avoid all this movement, um, putting her because of COVID related, they're waiting to see if the disciplined hearing officer They had two weeks. So by this Friday, she will have to have a visit by DHO. She'll argue her case. Um, She very well may lose. And if she does, then they will transport her back through Oklahoma City, which is the transport center, fly her on Conair. And originally she would have been moved from Bryan, Texas to Aliceville, Alabama, where a women's facility, and that's where she would end up. She is done with her sentence in custody in may so they will probably retain her all the way through may wow. <clears throat> it's it is and they will limit her a communication because of this particular infraction trust me they won't give her access to email and phone um, because of this infraction so it's a word to the wise um she exposes and this is what happens it's a retaliatory thing it's purely retaliatory um lynn is very good again about fighting for other individuals and program statements and knowing what's up but this is purely retaliatory so she is sitting in county jail right now
0: that's <laughs> it's just unbelievable so did yeah. she do, did she know that she was going to get picked up or did it just they just showed up at her door they
2: and... she received a phone call she was at, actually at home she's on an ankle monitor mm-hmm. and they told her that she was receiving an infraction and that she needed to come down to the halfway house that the U S marshals were coming to get her. Um, she did not know what the infraction was until a second phone call that she made to find out. And they were saying that it was based on the Brian, Texas warden. And remember this is the warden that she's exposing all this mm-hmm. horrific things that are happening to the women there. Um, basically called the halfway house and said, she's been communicating. Here's the proof. And she needs to be picked up.
0: Do do you think that, did Lynn think this was a, a threat of actually happening or?
2: No, you know, it's, it's such when you're checking into the halfway house and you're going through, they hand you a handbook and it's embedded there. And it's not a type of rule that, they, again, go over and over. Mm-hmm. It's loosely used. So, no, she she kind of knew from, you know, just kind of around, just saying you really shouldn't. But it was mostly, again, related to drugs and right. gangs and selling drugs. So, no, she was very surprised at the, the type of infraction. It is a level, again, the, the infraction levels in the Bureau of Prisons ranged from 400 to 100. 400 being less, 300, a little bit more, three. 200 and then 100 series really bad. So it's a three Oh nine. Um, but still they have, uh, communications via email that she had sent. And I also fear for the women that she did, you know, discuss and these women were willing to step up and speak freely about their treatment, um, inside that now I'm sure there's been retaliatory moves against them as well. Yeah, that's just, it's, uh... so, but Lynn is, it's not over. Um, she definitely, as you know, she's going to be speaking about this. She'll yeah, talk. She's, she's, she's going she's
0: to fight her. Yeah. And
2: she's a fighter.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's, it's interesting in that. So this warden who is obviously very familiar with Lynn and knows that she's a fighter and she's going to continue to fight to to expose what she's, what, what she saw, what she experienced and saw others experience. What is he thinking? Does he think? she's
2: just. This is going it's to a, shut a, her
0: up, or he's just frustrated and.
2: Uh, this is a retaliated. Pissed. Yeah. You're mad. She's mad. She's angry. She's been exposed. Oh, she is, she sorry. Had, yeah. They, um, you know, other people, that her bosses have taken a look at this. Of course, it hurts her performance eval. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. She's just going to quiet Lynn for a period of time. What, a couple months, yeah. and that's. it.
0: Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, at least Lynn was able to be out for you know, the holidays and, and spend time with family, but, uh,
2: They've been tremendously hard, I'm sure on, yeah. you know, her husband, her family. Mm. Um, I feel bad. Um, Lynn just won't stop. <laughs> and that's a given. So if you, she's a tenacious person about this, she does want people to understand, you know, what is happening um, inside and that people should not be forgotten. Um, COVID is, is horror, horrific and the way they're, they're treating these women, not having access to phone and email the way they shut things down for the majority of the prison. And then with a little bit of visibility, all of a sudden they turn it on, but then they turn stuff back off again.
0: So. Yeah. yeah that you know. to me with, with COVID, yeah, that's the, that's the scariest part for sure. In a prison. That's, that's the, the and worst I'm glad that you're
2: to, letting yeah. me, you know, tell her story. I know there's going to be a lot more to this. She's going to have her meeting with DHO, like I said, by Friday this Mm -hmm. week. Um, I'd be happy to let you know, John, you know, what comes of that and where she's going to be off to next.
0: Right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing it. So one more question. Have you ever heard of anything similar to this happening before with an inmate who was out and on compassionate release and
2: it is this, you mean having the communication like this? With yeah, having a,
0: communication and then yeah, having it, an infraction. There,
2: one other, one other. Mm-hmm. But I have heard probation officers who have made the statement don't um, a little bit you know, more aggressively. Um, but I've only seen one other person being yanked in because of it. Yeah.
0: So I guess good good advice would be... Um, I guess withhold that criticism until you are free and clear and then uh then open it up.
2: And that's and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate we don't have a voice like that. So
0: But but it was it was only I mean the fact that she was cause she had a she was hosting a radio show, right? Or
2: she she was and she you know had talked with the halfway house case manager about that and they had no problem with her going on at mm-hmm. first and then they were like oh well, wait a minute it's because Brian Texas contacted that halfway house and said oh no no this isn't going to stop now
0: but but it was only because she was talking to people in prison to other felons if That's she had
2: correct. gone
0: if she had gone on the show and wasn't interviewing other people and was just talking about the experience that would have been a okay right
2: that would be correct yes
0: okay all right just want to make sure all right holly so uh yeah if you just want to give uh give my audience a, a plug on anything you're working on or anything you want to uh
2: talk about here before yes, i let you sir, go it's it's still doing prison consulting um I, I work with larry levine wall street prison consultants pink lady mm-hmm. prison consultants you can reach us out there um it, it's there's no stopping some of the the stuff that's coming out <laughs> <laughs> and I so if you go to Wall Street Consultant.com, you can get a hold of us. Yep. I think I think my
0: audience remembers Larry Levine. He's a, he's oh, a
2: pop, he
0: popular <laughs> guest. We'll have to have him <laughs> back on sometime. All right, well, th- John. Thanks for coming on, Holly, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, take care. Thank you.
0: Hope you all enjoyed that interview on Finding Freedom. Another awesome guest. And hopefully you guys also have subscribed to the Lions of Liberty podcast, and you're getting all three of our unique shows in your uh, little listening device delivered to your ears. Um, If you haven't, please do that. Just go to your app. You know how to do it and subscribe. You can also leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. We would prefer if you did it on Apple podcasts, but anywhere you can on the internet, please leave us a positive comment. Also, The three shows that we have, uh, Monday's show with uh, Mark Clare, our flagship program, our longest-running program, and uh, on Wednesday, Electric Liberty Land with Brian McWilliams. Um, Those guys have been killing it, and I am so excited about the direction of Lions of Liberty. Um, We're seeing some awesome numbers right now, and we're going to continue to grow, so it's great stuff. If you want to support us... We would love that too. Please go to patreon.com slash lines of liberty. You can uh, support us for as little as a couple bucks, or if you get in at a higher level, you get merchandise and access to us and all the way up to, you can advertise on the show or get to even produce a show. So check it all out. Patreon.com slash lines of liberty and If you haven't checked it out yet, please consider checking out the Lions of Liberty store where we have some awesome t-shirts. We have a taxation is death t-shirt with an awesome design. We have a wax on tax off t-shirt and we're always coming up with new ideas and adding new t-shirt designs to the store. Check that out at lionsofliberty.store and if you're in the pride, you get a discount on anything you buy in the store. So you do both of those things and you win. That's all I got everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.